We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Oh, good to see you here, my friends. Welcome back to another one on Insight. I'm CVV Chris Van Vliet, and thank you for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts in the world. At last check, we were number three on the charts, and that's all because of you. It's because you follow the show, you share the show, and you show up each and every episode. And if by some strange chance you aren't following the show, let's write that wrong right now. Go click follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this episode. You knew her as Lana in WWE. She got released in 2021. She took two years off, a little more, actually a little more than two years off from wrestling. And she recently made her debut in AEW alongside her husband, Miro, under her real name, CJ Perry. Yeah, you knew Miro in WWE, of course, as Rusev. A lot has changed for both of them. And it was so great to be able to chat with CJ about what she's been up to in Hollywood. There's a lot of of music videos, movies that you may have seen her in. It was pretty fun, actually, to find out some little Easter egg moments for her. We talk about her goals in wrestling, her website, cjperry.com, and of course, what it means to be hot and flexible. And if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I am no stranger to the gym. Fitness is my drug. And look, working out's full of all kinds of positives. You sleep better, you look better, you just feel better. But I do know that keeping your momentum going and your progress building is difficult. But that's why this episode is brought to you by FitBod. It's the app that creates personalized workouts based on your goals, abilities, and your gym setup while helping you track and visualize your progress along the way. So when you set up the app, it asks you, what kind of gym equipment do you have? Do you have a full gym? Do you you go to a gym? Are you a member of a gym? Do you maybe just have a few dumbbells or kettlebells? Or, Or maybe it's just body weight. Whatever it is, they design specialized workouts for you and what your goals are. And I've been seeing some amazing results because of this. It's never been easier to get the results that you've always wanted. So go check out FitBod. Get 25% off your subscription at fitbod.me slash insight. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash insight. And a big thank you to FitBod for sponsoring this episode. If you enjoy this conversation with CJ Perry, please snap a screenshot. Share this out on social media and tag us so we can share it out as well. She's at the CJ Perry. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and let's dive into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome CJ Perry. Oh my goodness, CJ. So good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Of course. You know, I I think we got to start off with this because there's going to be so many people that are watching this right now who have never heard you speak with your real voice before. Wow. My American voice? (laughs) What? You mean she's not Russian? (laughs) I mean, I I feel, I don't know. I guess it it does. It's definitely still comes up on social media. And I'm always like, I find it so fascinating because I haven't really been starting 2016. I started 
talking with my normal voice on Total Divas, which is a long time ago. And then in storyline with the Bobby Lashley story, I talked with no accent. And that was like really big. And that was 2019. And I'm like, wow, I guess they haven't been watching the product much. But anyways. I think people, you know, they associate an idea with something and then that's it, as you know. Um, But... For you to show up on on AEW, I think people went, yes, oh my goodness, she's finally here. (laughs) Thank you. I was really excited. I was so excited to return to wrestling and especially in Chicago. It has, I, I love Chicago. I actually debuted in WWE in Chicago. My first live promo was in Chicago at... Um, it was like March 2nd or 3rd. I can't remember the exact date, but it was the beginning of March. CM Punk had just left. So everyone was like, are you going to be okay? They're going to be CM Punk chair. And I feel like I held my own I with Miro. And so then we did the the first time that We Want Lana Chance happen was in Chicago. And Miro came out um, at the time he was Rusev, came out with a really bad Russian lawyer. Um, and it was on my birthday and they started chanting We Want Lana. So that was cool. And my official baby face turn happened there in WWE. So it was really cool to be able to have that special moment with AEW of debuting there because I love Chicago and the fans have always rooted for me so much. Um, so it's really awesome to be able to like have that special connection with them now with AEW as well. I think it's so great that, you know, wrestling fans call him Rusev and you you say it with the accent. Like it's always Rusev to you. Yeah, of course. It can't be Rusev. It just doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth, at least. It's like my last name, you know, like our last name is Barnyeshev and my parents still can't say it. They're like, Barnyeshev? Guys, we lived in Latvia. <laughs> was it just like pure coincidence that you debuted in Chicago or were you holding out like you saw that date on the calendar and you went oh Chicago me we've got this great history it should happen there <laughs> no it, it definitely was not that way it was definitely it was all Tony Khan Tony Khan won it in Chicago and when I heard he won in the Chicago I was like oh my gosh that's so cool because I love Chicago. It's my favorite American wrestling city. I mean, I say that about every city, but you know, <laughs> I like trying to find the silver lining of everything. So there was, Miro was pushing, a lot of this was his idea and um, a lot of the story and he wanted it to be in London, but Tony really had a vision for it to happen in Chicago and he's from Chicago and loves Chicago. And so when I heard all that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Cause he loves Chicago and I love Chicago. So here we go. I, I think when people saw you, they were like, like, it's been so long. Like, finally, she's here. Was there ever talk of you joining AEW uh, around the time when Miro joined AEW? Well, when Miro first joined AEW, I was still in WWE. So that was in 2020. And he started there um, September, I think. And so I could, I was in in WWE still, and I had a very lucrative contract. I was on and on TV every week. So it just made, we both thought it made sense for me to stay. And then they, I finished my time a year later and Miro wanted me to come over to AEW and he was plugging me in the story. And that's how I got the name Hot and Flexible. <laughs> so I, I needed a little bit of a break at the beginning. I wanted to be home for a little bit and I wanted to f- do things i didn't want to jump right back on the road and so that's i took a little bit like about a year and i was just trying to figure out the time you know like tony khan has great things going on his show and it's just i had things going on miro had things and we just it's all about timing yeah what do you think's been the biggest thing that you've learned in the the break that you took from wrestling and now you're back in it but what do you think's the biggest thing you learned during that break god i've learned so much (laughs) Um, I think the first like year and a half, I really was focusing of like just diving really back into Hollywood. And if it was taking just a lot of acting classes, producing classes, directing classes, writing classes, uh, working on projects and producing projects and just really diving into the distribution of film as well of learning 
how movies are made, like the financing part of it all. And that changed my whole approach to the industry. Like, I think every talent should learn these things. It doesn't matter if you're an actor, wrestler, model, because you really start to understand someone has to sponsor this. Like there has to be money. And when you start to think like, okay, someone is basically going out on the limb to invest in this. Mm -hmm. So everyone getting hired is like an investment to hopefully make money and return. Then you start to look at it differently. And it's not as personal. Like when you're like, oh, that person got the job. Okay. Now, now it looks like stocks. You know, you're like, okay, we have to cast this person as this lead because they're going to move the needle in action comedy. They're not going to move the needle in a drama, you know? So like really learning that stuff, it's all formulas. And just like stocks, I, I really understood. I'm so thankful for it. And I would say the last six months has been a real more personal growth of mental health and emotional health. And, um, I like in June, I think there was some, there was something that really happened in my personal life that I felt I learned so much in a couple of weeks that I was like, whoa, like I felt like I had plateaued. And then all of a sudden just learning so much about emotional and mental health, relationship health. And I'm just so thankful. It's like, sometimes we have to hit like really lows to all of a sudden have those major breakthroughs. And mm. I just encourage everyone to keep like wanting to learn, like go on that hunt in life and that journey in life to constantly be educating yourself. Yeah, Every- I think it's, it's also the idea that like when you are at a low point, knowing that like there is light at the end of the tunnel, like this isn't it, there, there, it's going to get better. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's a big thing that I learned was this too shall pass. And (laughs) I saw on like maybe Instagram, something Tom Hanks was on. Oh, that was so good. Yes. Yeah, the round, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable with all like the other, you know, best actors ever. Yes, yes, yes. And he um, he said, you know, what what would you tell your younger self or what do you want people to like, what's the best advice that you could give? And he's like, this too shall pass. And he's like, so when you're at those highs, remember this too shall pass at the lows, this too shall pass. And it really resonated with me because I like, I was on a job and a really cool job that I can't say yet about. And it was really, you know, Mira was on it. It was really freaking awesome job. And I was going through in a very emotional low mental health low. And, um, I didn't think I would be able to get through it. And I remember seeing that and Mandy texted me and she was just like, just remind yourself, Mandy, Mandy Sachs, also Mandy Rose, um, like just remind yourself this too shall pass. And I kept on telling myself that, and it changed my life because you just know it will pass. And then at AEW, when I had my return and I'm feeling like so high, I just tell myself this too shall pass. And it helps me um, because I think as performers, all types of performers, we we need things to ground us. So like I'm I don't want to be self-centered or egotistical or and as performers, you know, you get all this high from like especially the live energy. And I think it's really important to ground ourselves and remembering that we're not the center of the universe. The work you've been doing in acting classes and just learning about that business in general, I feel like it's paying off so much in your promos. I don't know if you've seen the feedback online, but that first promo that you cut as CJ in AEW, everyone said, this is her best promo she's ever done. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think it's getting a little bit more creative control, you know, and I thank you so much because I love acting. I love storytelling. And I I think in WWE, I often would just, for better or for worse, do what I'm told. You know, I'm high, I'm I'm not the director or the showrunner. And um, so like sometimes people would want me a little more over the top or a little bit more annoying. And okay. And I feel like I did it very well. I was the annoying heel. And um, I don't think people realize, like, they're like, oh, she's so annoying. And they didn't really realize that that was a a choice. Yeah. You know, that's a choice to try to be that, like, egotistical, narcissistic um, character that thought everything's about her, you know? And 
so that could be annoying. So I was really happy to be able to have something that I could um, be a little bit more grounded. Yeah, I think of a lot of wrestlers approach promos as promos. And I might be wrong here, but it seems like you approach promos now like almost like they're monologues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely try to approach all my work very try to ground it. Like it doesn't matter. I think that's probably why I could do really outlandish stuff in WWE because I would always be like, okay, let's, let me make this. Have I seen this situation in life? Like, let me ground it, ground it, ground it, ground it, at least in my own head. Um, so, you know, I just always ask the questions like what would make, what would make me do this? What would make me, um, be this way or act this way. But the biggest difference between now that I do an AW that I did not do in WWE is the hardest thing is the live crowd part, you know, because you kind of, if you go and you watch John Cena or the rock or, you know, a lot of WWE style promos, they are slower, especially live. They're slower. And it's because they're, trying to get the whole arena to get as loud as possible. Mm. So it does make it a little bit more of a promo, like different type of flow. And I personally feel that that style in WWE, that style promo or that type of slower pace matches is what is losing the younger demographic. And I think AEW has a faster pace match style, a faster pace promo style. It's very natural. It's very organic. It's not like, okay, let's stand here so the camera can pan to us. So now they can have a pop in the arena and now pan, you know, and this is all very technical stuff, but people don't realize that's what makes those promos different. And so in AEW for, uh, WWE, they're going to be like, CJ, you have to stand there. We're going to pan to you. You have to stand. Give it three, four, five seconds. Now you talk. Now you have to make sure that you don't step over your pops or the all those things. And AW, it he doesn't, I mean, I don't, I just, I've noticed people don't do that. I like it better. I think it resonates with younger. And so I've been running with that. Fall is officially here, gentlemen, and it's about to get busy during the holidays. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. These guys are the best in the skincare game, and with an easy routine, they're keeping your face looking great no matter what your schedule is. Plus, with the holidays right around the corner, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab. I mean, guys, we can agree on one thing. When it's too late with skincare, it is too late. And I'm sure you're going to brush your teeth today. At least I hope so. I'm sure you already have brushed your teeth today. Skincare routine is just as easy as that. We're talking one minute in the morning, one minute at night. That's all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. The regimen from Caldera Lab includes three products. That's it. The clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Oh yeah, the good. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and they're made with only top tier ingredients. And clinical trials have found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. So jump on in on this deal. For our audience only, you're not gonna beat this. Use the code CVV at calderalab.com and you'll get 20% off right now. Yeah, that's 20% off with the code CVV at calderalab.com to make an unforgettable first impression with the best gift this holiday season. 20% off at calderalab.com with that code CVV. What do you feel like you can do as CJ that you weren't able to do as Lana? Talk fast. Like what we're talking about? <laughs> I guess it's, I mean, it's, it is a completely different character. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is for sure. I mean, yeah, just for sure. I would like to look at it as a different character because it's a different television show. And also just with everything, like you're not going to compare a CW Riverdale show to Grey's Anatomy, Shonda Rhimes show on ABC. You know, it's a different net or like East New York on CBS. It's all these different networks have a different fan base for a reason. You know, one might have more relationship stuff. One might be more procedural. And so that's how it is. I think with wrestling too, you know, AEW is a much more match driven 
company, while WWE is more entertainment driven. Mm-hmm. Both of them, I believe, should all be storytelling driven because as human beings, we all connect the stories. It doesn't matter if it's wrestling, TikTok, sitting by the fire. It's it's country music. So I think that is important. But if if, inter- if WWE wants the re- relationships and the fluff and the entertainment, AEW is match driven. But we still need stories. And I believe that's what I is my strength is storytelling and really thinking about all those small things and connecting to people. One of the biggest things that has grown over the last year is what you're doing with cjperry.com. I feel like that could be the whole business for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, subscribe to cjperry.com. I just launched a new tier called Hot and Flexible. <laughs> I love how much you're leaning into hot and flexible. This is a nod to The Rock and that promo you did with him backstage, right? Oh, yeah. So I think that Miro named me hot and flexible because he was so annoyed that I was so, like, I guess, exploited in um, WWE. And I, you know, I don't really look at it that way. I look at it as more of like, I'm thankful for the opportunity and, you know, thankful that, yeah. And apparently I was believable to be someone's girlfriend, someone's wife, someone's ex-wife, adulteress, you know, the revengeful person. And it's, 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 it's TV, it's television, you know? And so it has to be believable. Um, so because of that, and I was always stirring the pot of being the, the bad guy, the heel in men's storylines, the only way that they felt creative that they could pay off getting like punching me in the face because they couldn't punch me in the face was basically calling me like a streetwalker, like the rock called me or an escort or, you know, all the flexible things that I did with the rock. You did the uh, Wisconsin wheelbarrow, right? Oh yeah. That, I mean, I never said I did it. So he's just claiming that he mm. did that. So I'm glad that he feels like he needs my clout, you know, I'm really thankful for that. Really thankful that The Rock needed my clout um, for my flexibleness, you know? And so that's cool. That's always encouraging. So Miro just was like, you're hot and flexible. And I guess I am. So I'm just running my So head. on cjperry.com, there's two tiers, right? $19.99. And then, so what 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 do you get for $19.99? Okay, so $19.99 is cjperry.com and it's my army. And I love you guys so much. Um, you just get a lot of content. Um, I guess you could compare it to subs- like subscription. Um, you could compare it to OnlyFans. A lot of like sexier posts that I don't feel like is appropriate to post on Instagram because I do have a lot of, children fans i have a lot of christian muslim jewish fans religious people and i just want to be really mindful of that and respectful of that to the men that don't want to look at that to the mothers and children so that's why there's cjperry.com where there's unlimited amounts of lingerie and um you know it's how, how safe for work are these images well i'm not whoa those are like really intense things questions to act um safe for work like what country are we talking about oh that's a good question that is a good question it depends where you work too (laughs) is that literally who knows literally um so you know night um the the next one the hot and flexible tier is definitely how hot how flexible it's very hot and it's very flexible. So definitely subscribe. You get a lot of really cool. I personally think it's way for your good for your money because one, you get DMs at, I want to say $2. So ch- super cheap. You also get all the BTS and inside scoop from AEW. So now that I'm back on AEW, I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff on there. I've already been putting stuff on there. A lot of girls in the locker room want to be on the site too. And um, it's just a lot of fun. So subscribe. There's also, I'm giving, I do once a month Zoom, which is really exciting with everyone on that tier. I'm doing one today. So that's a really cool thing. And also we're going to be doing a, um, a sale where people are going to get an item, a signed item. So that's a limited thing. So definitely subscribe, but it's going to be, you either get a trading card signed or an eight by 10 or possibly an action figure 
or merchandise. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. It sounds like access, right? This is access because 10, 20 plus years ago, if you wanted access to your favorite wrestler, you maybe could write them a fan mail letter and maybe they'd read it possibly tiny little percentage. Maybe they'd respond here. You're able to interact with fans in real time. Yeah, it's it's great. And so it's, it's so amazing to be able to have that direct to, uh, direct to consumer. Is that the word? Sure. Yeah. Um, and also just like being able to just hear immediately what the um, fans and followers want and connect. And there's just the wrestling world and fan base is amazing. They're so committed. They're so passionate and loyal. And I, I feel so blessed to have saved so much stuff over the years, like a couple rooms of stuff. So now I'm like, you know, since I've been so supported by so many amazing fans and I just love my hot and flexible people that I can give back to them as well. You know, with everything we've talked about here, I feel like you were destined to be in the spotlight. So when you were growing up, what was it that you dreamed to do as a kid? I always wanted to entertain stadiums. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I always I always wanted to perform. I always wanted to be a storyteller. And I wanted to do it in front of stadiums. And yeah, I just never put my dreams in a box. And dance was my first thing that like my I love dancing. It's still like my love of my life. And it opened so many opportunities. I mean, I really do believe that it got me my job with WWE. I was speaking Russian and I said I could break dance and I break dance in front of triple for triple H. So, you know, it has led me to many things and it's wild. Yeah. Like now I'm excited to be doing more things on the other side of the camera as well. And if it's producing, managing, I just love, I love storytelling and I really do love the live aspect of everything. And that's the one thing I will say, tell traditional television and film doesn't have and wrestling does have it is the that live aspect that energy and you feel it like that's why we go to shows last year just as a fan to watch because i'm like this energy i love it i love it i love professional wrestling do you remember how you found wrestling or maybe how wrestling found you oh yeah wrestling definitely found me for sure Definitely. Um, yeah, I do remember I was, um, 22 years old. So I was young here and there watching it with my girlfriend's brothers and my dad really liked Hogan, but we weren't allowed to watch. My parents are really strict and very conservative. So they were, we weren't allowed to watch. I wasn't allowed to watch either. (laughs) So you get it. Look at us now. (laughs) So, um, and then when I was 22, I I did this calendar that I was on the cover and I was the poster in the middle and WWE sought me out. So I was still in college. They flew me down to Miami. They tried to recruit me and I felt like I wanted to finish college. And I still had, there were still some dreams and dance that I really wanted to do that I wanted to close that chapter. And yeah, then it was just every year I would get auditions. I was out in LA, it would conflict every year in the fall. They would do these big auditions and it would always conflict because I would be on other jobs. I would be like on a Nickelodeon job or a Pitch Perfect job and just didn't work. And then 2012, again, it was it was a six-month call back. And here we are. Isn't it so interesting how life has a way of working out? Like if you had gone to that first audition and you didn't have other things that were getting in the way... Maybe you wouldn't have had the run in WWE that you had. Maybe you wouldn't be in AEW now. Oh, I think about that all the time because I'm like, I do feel like I was very much there. You know, 2007, 8, that was when like Barbie, Ellie Kelly came in, the Bellas. And I feel, you know, we were all similar. I was a little bit younger, but similar. And I'm just like, wow, I mean, who knows what type of different path I would have had, you know, or would it have still ended up being ended up with Mira at some point? You never know. That's the whole concept of parallel universes. I mean, if it wasn't for the timing there, you wouldn't have met your husband. Yeah, totally. Well, totally. Take us take us to the first day that you met Miro. Uh, <laughs> so my first day I met Miro, I don't remember, and he does. So that's like, 
Um, and it was at NXT. It was my first day at his first day at NXT too, is when it opened. Um, so we just hit our 10 year mark in July. And so that was Congrats. cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I remember him at the tanning salon the following day and I went into the tanning salon and all the wrestlers were going there and he's clearly a big guy. And I'm like, Oh, are you a wrestler? And he's like, what, why do you think that? And I'm like, cause you're a big guy. And we're all coming here. He's like, you maybe. And I'm like, where are you from Russia? And he's like, no, Bulgaria. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then we started talking. I grew up in Latvia. I had been to Bulgaria and then the following day, Dusty Rhodes saw my promo. I spoke Russian in it. And he pulled me aside. And he goes, I want you to work with Rusinov. I was like, who's that? Oh, I know him. And then that was, we started working together the following day. So how does it go from working together to going on your first date? <laughs> well, I think he was in love with me from day one. <laughs> Can you blame him? <laughs> but he says I was in love with him from day one. Not true. Mm. But um, no, I he was really nice to me from day one. And so I really like that. And the Eastern European thing. And we just a really nice guy. And so, yeah, we were just working together constantly every day. And maybe like six weeks in, I started to have a crush. I was like, no, I can't do this. And then. I don't know, one day we kissed and that was that. And look at you guys now. Congrats. 10 years. Congratulations. Yeah. Do you think about what might have happened if everything took off with the girl band that you were in? Was it called No Beans Yes? Yeah, No Beans Yes. Yes. But like that could have been a thing, right? <laughs> you know, all those things in my life, I learned something that then carried me to the next job. Like the, the girl group, really I, I didn't know how to sing really so it taught me how to at least carry a melody and kind of sing so that's how I got how are you in a girl group if you don't know how to sing I, I could break dance and they're like oh okay you can carry a melody you know usually those groups not everyone is the lead singer and so yeah. they had the lead singers and they really wanted like a entertainer and so they're like oh my god this girl like break dances and heels you know and I had the look I mean so much of this industry is a look you know, it's 50% of it. You have to, and what I mean by a look, uh, just, it's, it's not like, oh yeah, be blonde hair. It's just having something that's so like mar something markable, markable. And so, yeah, just that's 50% of it. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Even when we're watching tapes, like of auditions, it's like that person is a better actor, but this person is literally this person. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be better for this job. And so it's so much of it like that. I remember a director telling me that during auditions, they're just, they already have in mind what they're looking for. And the thing that would shock them is to have someone come in and do the script or look a different way than what they had in their mind, ah, which yeah. would then make them go, huh? Maybe yeah. I should rework this or something like that. But you're right. They already have an idea in their mind of what they're looking for. Oh, for sure. I, I, I see that too a lot. Like I'll see something that like we'll watch tapes and we'll be like, okay, this person is literally the breakdown and is doing a great job. And this person is not the breakdown, but their acting is amazing. And this person is not the breakdown at all, but their acting is so phenomenal. Maybe we should rethink about switching the breakdown because mm -hmm. they're just so compelling and so that's what's like it's just interesting it's very interesting putting i really encourage every all performers in front of the camera that like take a month and try to produce things and you're going to start to look at things differently we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From your acting career, you're like an Easter egg in a lot of things. Like, I think people know Pitch Perfect 1 and 2, but like, there's so many other things, and you're a backup dancer for so many huge acts. You were in music videos. What's what's some Easter eggs that when this interview's done, people can go on YouTube and they can find C.J. Perry doing something in the background? There's a lot of Easter eggs for me, um, I guess. I think my role in life is to be great supporting <laughs> Um, and, and that's another thing that's a lot of people don't like entertainers. Again, it's like, we're not, everyone is the leading person and that's okay. Um, but Easter eggs. Okay. So a really cool thing was I was in the Afrojack video and it came out in 2010 and it's called takeover control. And it went crazy. It was like, I booked the job. I don't even know how I booked it because I was like hungover and I just, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And then you I wore got the home. breakdown. It's crazy. <laughs> that's what the director told me. <laughs> and um, so that's really cool. So go look at Afrojack Takeover Control, and you're going to see baby CJ in there dancing. It's a, you'll know the song. And that was cool because I would I would get messages from like friends in Australia, and they're like, You're literally on our gym screen right wow. now. So that was cool. Um also I think. I mean, this is, I think making global news one time doing a Russian promo was kind of funny um, and making the daily show of Jon Stewart um, call it like basically global news also everywhere. Cause I, I, I said that I was unhappy that you're blaming Russia for the current events. And it was when like the Malaysia plane, I don't appreciate it at all. And I made the world news everywhere australia so that was fun um yeah i don't know what movies are people gonna find you in if they're looking really hard um pitch perfect one and two um i don't know honestly i forget i i'm like oh yeah i did that i was a red bull girl for a long time and i would do the formula one i was a miller light poster girl so I was like on all the Miller Lite posters, just like things like that. I'll forget. I, yeah. Like now the Be a Fashion Nova and Pretty Little Thing and like all these different brand deal, like about, I'm, was doing it a, like a long time ago. And it's just funny to me to see so many things like really blow up. It's really cool. Is it true you're in American Hustle? It says you were uncredited in that film. <laughs> I don't think so. The Christian Bale movie. Oh, this is great. I guess I guess there's somebody that looks like you doing something in that movie. Um, no, I was not. I was I mean, some funny things was like I was on Million Dollar Matchmaker, the like first season before it became the huge show. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, like everyone's texting my mom, like, is she dating a millionaire? And I was like, that it was six months before I forgot about it. I was like, oh yeah, I needed five hundred dollars or something. Um <laughs> um i did surreal life which was fun of course total divas total divas three seasons which was fun two weddings one husband which was fun Um, what's interesting about total divas is there's people that are just total divas fans that have never watched wrestling ever yeah no it's awesome i really hope um we like wrestling in both companies aw and wwe they bring back some reality shows like that because it really brought a lot of women to watch it which i think yeah. is really cool. 
important. Um, really important. Yeah, I did dropping the mic. I won it, which was crazy. Um, Scooby Doo. I was a voice on there. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. How how long were you into your WWE career when you were sharing a ring with The Rock during that promo? Oh, which one? The one that he called me a streetwalker or? Um, guess the first one. The first one. Just like six months, maybe. That, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Like, see, It really is. I learned so much. He's so amazing. Um, yeah, he's he's great. He's great. We learned a lot. We were very fortunate to be able to be in the ring with some really iconic people to learn from, like The Rock and John Cena, Jericho. Um, it's exciting to have Edge now over at AEW. Hopefully we get to work with him too. Oh, so I'm moving with Edge. I forgot about that. Yeah. How do you keep a straight face when The Rock's there saying that, you know, your husband smells like rotten testicles? I think I didn't keep a straight face. I think if you look really hard at that YouTube, not the vlog, but the YouTube of us with the rock, like at one point, like, I think I had, I was, I, you could see me crack because I was just like, this is so funny. And he's so funny. It was, that was such a fun time. What was the conversation before that segment with the rock? Like, how did you guys go over everything that was going to happen? Oh yeah, that was really funny. So we get a um, promo, like in the middle of the day, we were working big show at the time. And this is when Miro was undefeated. Um, and he was a hero of the Russian Federation. Uh, so they give us this promo. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like they're it just didn't make a lot of sense. And they're like, look, at 7.15, meet us back by this door and this bus. And you're going to know what happens here. Like, okay. So I'm learning it. We go back there. And then they open the door and it's Dwayne in there. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, scratch that promo. <laughs> so we had 45 minutes. It was maybe an hour we had to learn the whole new thing, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. Did he do anything, say anything that like particularly puts you at ease? Um, I don't know if ease is the right word um, they use. Um, I... No, I don't think so. Nothing put me at ease. I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And I was really excited. And and now as a result of, I guess, that second interaction with The Rock, flexible, you know, you're hot and flexible. I mean, this is the thing I've realized. If people are going to call you names, you might as well just call it to yourself first. And then you, I take away all their power. I, I, and now you, well, not even taking away the power. Now you've like, you've branded this and now you're making money off of it. So thanks, Dwayne. <laughs> thanks, DJ. When when Miro got released in WWE, were you like, oh my gosh, I've got to be next? Like I, I I think people saw you guys as a package. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't like, oh my gosh, I gotta be next for sure. Not. And now maybe looking back, maybe I should have been. Um, but you know, that's what life is all about, is about learning, you know? And I think we're both a lot happier working for the same company. We weren't very happy. Um, it's just not, yeah, we were, we worked very, we worked to get like everything that you just said is like, we feel that too. So um, yeah, I didn't, I, I, that wasn't a, it wasn't the funnest time for me <laughs> that, that following year, but we're here now. So that's all that matters. Well, now you get to travel to the events together. You get to work together, come home together. I, I, I don't well, feel like he, he doesn't live with me right now. He's renting a room from me right now. That's what he wants but, everyone to know. Yeah. That he is on his righteous path of destruction. And he um, is renting a room from me. And actually, sometimes it likes to be in other houses because he says I'm temptation. So he's going on his path and I'm on my path right now. Where did he go wrong? I mean, the thing about Miro is he's very stubborn. Like, the, apparently I'm always drawn to very stubborn people. So, like, Liv Morgan and uh, Miro are by far the most stubborn people I've ever met in my life. And, of course, they're, like, my my husband and my best friend. Um, so, <laughs> it has to be all on his terms. And right now he is on his path and apparently he's not happy that I'm on my own path looking for my new clients, but he knows I'm stubborn too. So that's where we're at. 
Do you think I'm a big champions? I'm going to be making champions. So that's what you you do. Period. And of her. Do you think this path that you're on in AEW is going to have you back in the ring? Do you want to wrestle again? Mm, That's such an interesting question. So I want to be the best of all time. I want to be the best wrestling manager of all time. I want to be when people think of like, I, people often want to be managed by Paul Heyman because he's one of the, he is the best manager of all time right now. Right. I want to take that spot. And so I want people to be like, I want CJ Perry to manage me. I would rather do that than try to become champion or fight whatever for championships and be the, be the best hustler for those people to be champions and create a legacy and a name that way. I just feel that's my calling. So if at some point I got to like fight some bitches in the ring, of course I'll fight some bitches in the ring. (laughs) The great thing about being a manager is there's no expiry date on it. When you're a wrestler, you can only wrestle until your body won't let you wrestle anymore. You could manage for the next 50 years. Well, exactly. And I think that's the part of like really facing the music that I'm glad that I've faced it sooner than later. But I think for all performers, they just want to keep going. And you have to know when to bow out. And also, I yeah, I just feel a lot better fighting for other people than myself. And do, yeah, yeah. How do uh, how does one maintain flexibility like the flexibility that you have? Um, that's also why I like to be called the hot and flexible, is because I'm re- redefining in everyone's brains what flexible actually literally means. And so, yeah, obviously, I'm flexible. I can like do all the splits, but also, you know, being fluid, being flexible in life and life is going to throw us a lot of things. And can we like maneuver it and be a chameleon? And I, I feel like I'm great at that. I try to read people. I try to read the room and, you know, navigate from there. So that's how I'm flexible. I feel like there was a real missed opportunity with Rusev Day. Like there was so much hype behind it, so much excitement, and and nothing really happened. There was no real payoff there. Do you feel like there was a missed opportunity? I mean, I just like going back and rehashing what could have been is just like pointless. Like people do that all the time in wrestling and people do that in the industry too. And like Hollywood and really it's all the same, like all the same. So I find it maybe a little bit easier for myself to be fluid and go with the flow with it. Um, But look, we're literally not saving lives. We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're entertainers and telling stories and giving people hopefully a couple hours of an outlet from, you know, their trouble, their troubles, really. So, yeah, I forgot what the question was. Yeah, no, you're right. I think there's a lot of like revisionist history that. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't matter. What are, what are we gonna look at? Like, yeah, like are we gonna be grateful for what was? Or are you gonna we gonna be look at the cup as like what could have been? I mean, that's not. I don't like to live life like that. You know, I know I should have been champion 25 times over in um, WWE and Miro too. Like, you know. That's you're always going to be negative, always going to be. And so I'm going to choose to be thankful for all the opportunities that I was given and was able to create versus all the things I wasn't given. And I think I encourage my husband and all my friends to do the same. If not, you're going to be really unhappy in this business. I love that you brought up gratitude because that's such a, an important part of my life. Um, and look, I just want to say thank you. You're awesome, CJ. And I, I super appreciate this chat here. Thank you. I'm so glad that you had me. I appreciate you. I I end every conversation talking about gratitude. I start every day. I end every day. I say out loud three things I'm grateful for. What are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Oh my gosh. So many things. I'm very grateful for my three dogs that are over there. Oh my gosh. Look at them. You can't even see. We've got Joy Pickles. And who's the other one? Charlie. Oh my gosh. Pickles is looking up right now, her head. And then the blonde is Charlie and Joy is the brown one. 
So definitely them. They bring me so much joy. Um, I'm very thankful that I'm on this podcast with you right now. We're having this wonderful conversation and connecting. And I'm very thankful that I've returned to wrestling. And I'm going to be managing iconic talent and become the best wrestling manager ever. I think that uh, a lot of wrestling fans are glad that you're back. So again, we talked about it earlier. Everybody go subscribe at cjperry.com. What else else should the people be doing? Definitely watching me on Collision at AEW on TNT every Saturday. And you never know. I might end up being on Dynamite and Rampage on Wednesday and Friday. I am scouting talent. I'm really excited. So you can also subscribe to cjperry.com and put your application in so I can review it if you want me to manage you. I am out. Yes, this is shoot too. Like I'm shoot like... Great thing about wrestling is when the shoot and kayfabe start to blur. That's actually a great idea. Like for any independent wrestler out there, this is $20 well spent. Totally. Totally. And I, at the very least, will give you, like, talk to you about how, like, like be a life coach. And we all need them. (laughs) I wonder how many people are actually going to take you up on this offer. I mean, I would love that. I love, I'm actually going to get certified by Jay Shetty. I don't know if you're familiar with Of Jay. course I know Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty and I'm going to get my life certificate. I mean life coach certificate. You should be on you should be on on purpose. Oh my god, I would love it. I would love that. We need I... to make this happen. <laughs> Manifesting. What are three things you're grateful for? Oh my gosh. Well, I recently became a father. So oh, super so... grateful for my daughter Logan and that she's healthy. Um Grateful for my wife. She's amazing. And grateful for my health. Without health, you've got nothing else. Yeah, it's so true. So true. And thank you for, you know, flipping that back on me. Yes, 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 yes. All right, CJ, appreciate you so much. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun with you. Me too. We'll talk soon. Ah, what a lovely conversation with CJ Perry. And isn't that nice how she asked me at the end there what I was grateful for too? I always think that's so thoughtful when guests turn that back around on me. And you should check out the YouTube version of this if for no other reason than to see her dogs at the end. Because, I mean, you could hear us talking about the dogs there, but you really got to see the dogs. And I'm sure you won't mind seeing CJ Perry as well. And if that is the case, go check out cjperry.com. I feel like we did a real good job there of talking it up. I mean, and especially if you're if you're a wrestler, if you're an up-and-coming wrestler, it really feels like it's worth the $19.99 a month to just get on CJ's radar. If she's going to watch these videos, that just seems like a great investment. 20 bucks. And speaking of great investments, if you're a fellow creator, it feels like a good investment to spend $1 by signing up at fulltimecreator.co, which is my company. So if you are a creator who wants to take things to the next level and you want to learn directly from me and my buddy, Travis Chapel, go sign up at fulltimecreator.co for $1. And I'm going to leave you with this quote, which actually ties in really well to what I was just talking about with full-time creator. We are going to be perpetually disappointed by life if we spend our days anticipating something greater while doing nothing about it. So my friend, please do something about it. Be great, be grateful, and we will see you on the next one for some more insight with special guest, Baron Corbin. Woo!